Hey there, welcome to The Hot Slice, the weekly podcast brought to you by Pizza Today magazine. I'm your host, Jeremy White, Editor-in-Chief of Pizza Today. Joined this morning on this very cold, blustery morning by the one and only Denise Greer, the Executive Editor of Pizza Today. Good morning, Denise. Burr, good morning, Jeremy. We are <laughs> in a deep freeze, and by the time this airs, we're going to have a warm front through a lot of the country. So it, we are getting better. Let's just hope. But I hope that everyone out there is doing well with their businesses. I hope that you haven't had any, you know, pipe issues or heating issues. Um, I hope that it uh, you've been able to maintain your standard ops uh, during. Yeah, you know, and it's time. funny because um, here here this week where we live, Denise, as we're recording this, High temperatures have been eight and nine degrees. Uh, nighttime temperatures have been well below zero. And it's funny um, or ironical or interesting or whatever you want to call it. What through my mind just yesterday were the pizza delivery drivers who are getting the call at 8 p.m. Um, when it's four degrees outside and are out delivering, uh, you know, going going up, up to the door in this blustery weather. That's a tough that's a tough gig right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do something special for your delivery. If you have in-store delivery folks, do something special for them because they're paying the price right now because they're mm -hmm. they're in and out of vehicles. They're driving on some treacherous roads in a lot of mm -hmm. cases. I saw where Seattle had a uh, deep freeze where it was just roads were popsicle and I'm sure they were out delivering in that. Um, yeah. so yeah, just, uh, you know, think about your delivery folks uh, out there. Do, That's right. Time. I mean, we've all seen the statistics. We all know that, uh, delivering pizzas is, uh, at times considered a dangerous job and, um, there are road hazards. There are, you know, sometimes drivers find themselves late at night in, in unsafe neighborhoods at times. And there are, um, there are hazards to the job, no doubt. And this is certainly a time of year between the cold temperatures, um, slick hazardous road conditions. This is definitely a, a tough time of year. So yeah, it is to echo you, Denise, take care of your delivery drivers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get into our guests, let's, uh, let's hit a couple of things. So we are in that like push for expo, you know, it's mm -hmm. our 40th anniversary. We are you know, just getting things, making sure everything's dialed in to so make sure if you haven't registered yet for Pizza Expo that you do. And actually, our guest is going to be at Pizza Expo. So we have Audrey Kelly from Audrey Jane's Pizza Garage. Mm -hmm. uh, They're in Boulder, Colorado. We love Audrey. She does demos for us. Uh, we have her write for the magazine because she is mm -hmm. an excellent writer. Um, and, uh, and we just, we're excited to have her back on to get an update. Indeed we are. I'm excited about her appearance. Um, she'll allude to this in our interview, but, uh, she had twins a couple of years ago. And, uh, obviously when you're, when you're a young mother, uh, nurturing and raising twins, that's a massive time commitment. And as a result, she hasn't really been able to, uh, help out on the pizza expo front, um, a whole lot in the last couple of years. We're glad to get her back into the fold. She's going to be doing a demonstration. She's going to be sitting on a panel that you're leading um, and do doing some other things on the show floor. So it's exciting. She She's um, a very enthusiastic speaker. She's very knowledgeable. She likes to play around with ingredients and tinker with her menu and, and, and try this and try that until she gets things just right. And um, so she's definitely fun to have as part of the educational lineup. Yeah. And, you know, 
uh, becoming a parent while you're a business owner is a, it, it, it's, it's, it's tough, uh, mm -hmm. you know, but one thing it does is, uh, you know, it's helped her dial in how to let other people help run the business mm -hmm. and to really dial in on those ops to make everything flow without her presence there. And that's something that we could all learn to make sure that the operations are running without us because we cannot be there every minute of the day with, with any business. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's right. uh, she, uh, you know, she's working hard and that, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, she sent me some pasta sauce. <laughs> she sent me a couple of jars of pasta sauce. No, Jeremy, I did not share them with you. I ate all of them. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Where's the love, Denise? I didn't see any pasta sauce. Um, and, uh, and these jars are in a retail market and they are so Good. I mean, and, and they're worthy of a premium price. And that's what uh, that's what they're marketed as. So she'll talk a little bit about uh, going into the retail market with her with her uh, with her uh, her pasta sauces. And there I'm telling you what I still I'm still salivating from the, the goodness <laughs> of those sauces. So That's right. awesome. Well, let's, let, let's, let's get Audrey on and hear what she has to say. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Audrey, uh, I just want to start with asking you, how long have you had Audrey Jane's Pizza Garage now? It seems like forever, but you're still really young, so it's really not been that long. When did you open? Um, so we opened in 2015, so we celebrated our eight-year anniversary this last, past October. Been that long. <laughs> I know, I, honestly, I can't believe it. Like, I'd like, I remember like the two-year mark and then like the five-year mark, and now the last couple of years have just kind of flown by. I feel like ever since COVID, everything's sped up. <laughs> Everything has Did your five-year anniversary happen during COVID then, or no? What yeah, you... uh, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> it was in 2020. So that was, Absolutely. honestly, that was like our big, busiest year ever. So really? I guess a good and bad five-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I love that because if you think about the five, you know, that five-year mark is so pivotal in restaurants of being able to get there, um, you know, and when you got to the five-year mark, what did, what kind of path did you set for the next several years of Audrey Jane's? Like, what are you, what are you hoping to do with the restaurant as you go into year nine, year 10? Yeah, honestly, it's been a very, um, I guess, pivotal last few years, Um I, I think in the beginning, I had all of these ideas and like all these goals that I wanted to hit and obviously just succeeding in having my restaurant because, you know, not everyone does. It's a hard business. Um, there's a lot of pizzerias. There's a lot of restaurants that are competition. Um, I think I always like wanted a second restaurant or my that was kind of the idea. And as I got deeper and deeper into it, I think I think my goals kind of shifted and like the idea of what we had and what we wanted shifted as well. Um, I think you know, I'm a very hands-on operator, or I guess I should say I used to be before I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was there 24-7. You know, I wasn't the best at kind of teaching other people how to run things. And that has changed in the last couple of years. But I think it's hard to open a second place when that's the role you place yourself in in your restaurant. Um, yeah. And I'm sure as everyone knows, it's hard to hire really good help. Like, mm -hmm. super fortunate. We've got an amazing team right now. 
Um, and I think because of that, and because I've kind of extracted myself a little bit, I, I don't know that, I guess what I'm trying to say is like in the beginning, I wanted another restaurant and then the years kind of flew by. <laughs> we never <laughs> opened one. Like we couldn't yeah. find another location that we liked. Um, my brother, Peter is my business partner and he is very adamant that like the next location will buy the building. Mm-hmm. Um, just because anyone who deals with landlords, you know, there's always issues. It's always a huge benefit if you own your space. Um, and we just haven't found one that we like, like we're always looking, we have a lot of customers come in and be like, Oh, are you going to open in, you know, Lafayette or Louisville? It's mm-hmm. all these surrounding towns by us. And I think location is really important. You know, like it took us a while, you know, to catch on where we are because we're in the back of a shopping complex. Like, unless you know, we're there, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't find us, I think. Um, and that's not to say I would trade our location for anything. Like I love our spot, but I do think if we were to open a bigger spot, cause ours is pretty small and we're just a slice house, like it'd have to be the right location. I have to say you have amazing lighting for your photography that, that you post on Instagram. I'm like, I know those garage doors yeah. open or they let in the natural light and everything you photograph and you've got some skill of course, but everything you photograph and put on Instagram, I, I've licked my phone screen like a thousand times looking at Instagram page. So. Well, that's very good to hear. Yeah, we have a lot of natural light that comes in and a yeah. lot of, like the whole front is basically windows and then our garage doors. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's a really nice space. Yeah. So this yeah. is uh, not usual for us on the podcast, but let's get some photography tips to your peers who are listening, who own pizzerias. And they say, wow, I look at her Instagram. Everything looks so beautiful. What are just a handful of, of tips that you can throw out there for any other pizzeria operator and owner who is watching this, who would like to have some Instagrammable pizza photos? Oh, um, well, thank you for that. Because I actually <laughs> think lately, like if I were in a, a pizzaiola, I would be a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that, that being said, I always just use my iPhone. So it's nothing special. I think the biggest thing is to kind of just try different angles, you know, like every pizza, just like people have their better angles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and to, I, I take, I do look at my photos and I notice I take like one angle a lot more. And I think that's, that looks good for our pizza. Um, I think a lot of natural light, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. I'm not a photographer. <laughs> I, the I just like as when you eat pizza, like texture is always good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. try and get the bubbles in there, try and get the cheese and the different toppings. Yeah. I don't have a couple at all, but <laughs> I love it. It works. I love it. If you if you don't, if you do not know, Audrey also happens to be a really good writer, and we have taught her to contribute some kitchen stories for mm-hmm. us uh, mm-hmm. with Pizza Today. And you know what I love is you bring so much creativity, but it's not just you. You talk to your you talk to your fellow um, uh, pizza makers and fellow restaurant owners and get them into your articles too, which I absolutely love because you you bring another dimension to uh, to your articles too. Yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you for always like allowing me to contribute. I writing is also one of my other passions, and um, I pursued journalism before getting into pizza Mm -hmm. and that was kind of always you know one of the rules of journalism is getting outside perspectives and I think even in the food world like you know not everyone does things the same so it's nice to see how you know have a balanced perspective because how I do something or create something isn't the same way that somebody else does and you know what another pizza maker does might resonate more with a fellow reader I think 
Absolutely. So what, what do you have concocting? What are you, what are you working on right now? What are you <laughs> like, what, what are, what are some of the things that that's in your R and D right now that you're playing with? Um, well, so we started making sauce a couple of years ago, bottling pasta sauce. And that's I know been- mine's already gone. <laughs> what you sent me. Oh is- man, I need a, I need already. a sense. I was so good. It was so good. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, it's been a lot of trial and error, honestly. Like it's, uh, we're in about 36 local grocery stores, which is great, but we've had a harder time kind of breaking into the bigger, bigger chains. And I think there's a good reason for that. The first is that, you know, you really need somebody advocating for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And also our sauce is like really expensive to make. So I think we've kind of come to the point that we don't want to compromise our quality of it um, to charge like a lower price in grocery stores. So we've decided to do like direct sales. We okay. are really launching our website this week for that. Now, nice. will you stay with the the 30 that you're in currently or will you go only to direct sales? No, we'll stay in those because like we deliver ourselves, but it's it's been a big learning lesson. Like my brother and I both are very versed in kind of, you know, our restaurant and yeah. my family has a bagel shop and we both are part of that as well. So we understand like the hands-on part of that, but retail is, it's a whole nother I don't know if either of you have ever dabbled in it, but it's like, yeah. What what kind of headache is it for like an operator? Because like, restaurants <laughs> versus retail, that I mean, it's a completely different operational mentality. I would imagine. Uh, it can you really tell us a little is. bit about it. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't quite expect how different it would be, and I think it's a lot more kind of. For me, I like to be in the kitchen, like creating and like having my hands on things and the Mm -hmm. sauce, like, of course, like we created the initial recipe and like we check in with our co-pack and do that kind of stuff. But it's a lot of just like paperwork and kind of, you know, selling yourself and like, I I just, I'm really bad at it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I really just like, like going, I I don't even like emailing people really, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's not it's not my strong suit and my brother's just so busy. Like he has a hard time keeping up with it too. Um, It's just, I think we had this idea. We thought it'd be, you know, like the product would kind of sell itself or not sell itself, but it wouldn't be quite as hard. And also it just costs a lot. Like every grocery Mm -hmm. store costs like thousands and thousands of dollars just to have your product in there. Mm -hmm. And then you have like sales. You don't really make that much unless you, I think get really big or your product doesn't cost very much to make. Okay. So I'd say I'm very impressed with everyone who has succeeded in that <laughs> world. Um, and maybe we'll push harder in the future. But I think for now, like, I don't know, like, I'm not ready to let it go because we put so much effort into it. Yeah, I was gonna say, what keeps you uh, going with it? What keeps you uh, working on it? <laughs> I mean, I love it. Like, I really yeah. do believe the product. Like, I think it's yeah. a sauce out there. Um, and I just, it's all it's like, since we opened our doors at our restaurant, it's been something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, like one of those things, like we open and I think, okay, then we're going to sell sauce. We're going to do this. And I just, I don't think I realized like what it, what, what that meant, <laughs> right? Like you don't really know until you're doing it. Yeah. I totally get that. That makes sense. You're not the first person who has said, um, yeah, I have a friend in another industry who happened to have a product in a major, major retailer. Um, uh-huh. one with a little red sign that looks like you throw a dart at it. And, uh, <laughs> He said, um, "They, I haven't made any money at all, hardly, even though his product is in that store. So I'm like, wow, that's that was mind opening to me. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. And I've talked to a lot of people who have had success. And I mean, Boulder is actually like, like kind of ground zero for a lot of 
products that take off. Um, oh, really? Okay. I did not know that. It's a funny, it's an odd thing. <laughs> Random. But, I mean, I think it's also because there's like a lot of money in here, here yeah. and people just yeah. like have money to put in to random stuff like that. <laughs> so I don't know. But um, yeah, anyway, we, we still love the sauce. It's sure it's a great product, but I think we're just not going to like trying it into Whole Foods and even just like getting the certifications, like all of our stuff is non-GMO, you know, but it's just getting that non-GMO certification costs money and it mm -hmm. takes time. So it's yeah. Yeah, those are the steps people don't don't think of. They they somehow think I'll talk to a purchasing manager at a retail outlet and woo them over and my product will be on the shelves. And they don't realize how many steps and all the red tape that exists. Yeah. 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 And just the standards. I mean, you have so many standards you have to you have to adhere to uh to be able yeah. to, to be in a retail space, especially with a food product. <laughs> so. Totally. And I honestly I think if that was like my one focus, then I could, you know, I think it'd be different. But I just there's yeah. just too much going on. <laughs> how yeah. about how about in the restaurant? What do you what do you uh what do you what are you doing? What are you doing in the pizzeria right now? Um yeah, so I actually I'm not in there quite as much. Um yeah. which is good and bad. I it took a while since having my twins to twins. get it to the point where it is. But we have some really good people in there. We have like two amazing managers and a, a guy who's like a phenomenal prep cook, which kind of changed the whole the whole structure mm -hmm. um we looked for years for somebody to fill that role and like it's honestly only been the last year that we found somebody um and yeah I honestly I'm really excited I feel like I finally have a team in place where we can kind of like come up with specials and they like mm -hmm. actually can you know it actually happens and um so we've been doing like weekly specials um which are great like I've always wanted to do that uh, we shifted our dough actually out of our restaurant into our bagel shop just for production wise mm -hmm. So we have like a commissary for all of our bagel dough and we moved that over there, which I was really nervous about, honestly, because we do hundred percent sourdough and it's, it's very, you know, finicky. So like, mm -hmm. if you don't feed the starter, right, like your dough is not going to be right. Yeah. Um, but they've been doing a great job and the dough has been really consistent. Um, so we've got a little bit more space in there. Um, what else? Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like I was at a little bit of a standstill the last couple of years and I'm just now like able to see the bigger picture yeah well <laughs> yeah. And having doing a commissary will actually help uh, when you are ready to pull the trigger on right. a second location correct you'll you'll be able to kind of make sure that you have the quality standard from the jump yeah absolutely I mean we only do our dough over there we have um seven bagel shops so they all pull from there as well so that's kind of like our bagel store commissary but tell us about um, these bagel, these bagel stores. <laughs> so my parents, yeah, we started them over 30 years ago. Okay. Um, it's my mom and dad and mm -hmm. it's, we've always been family owned. Um, my dad's from New York and that's kind of like always been what he wanted to do. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so there's the steamed food. bagels or are they the, the, they're boiled. Steam? Oh, boiled. boiled. Bagels. I, yeah. love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, it's a great great shop uh, New York I love a good bagel like like a pizza bagel has that ever been something that's that's been a thing there we have done it in the past and actually my dad is always the one who kind of loved, loved pizza in our family and we did mm -hmm. pizza out of the shops at one point yeah. but um yeah it's interesting because everyone's like so hot on bagels in the pizza world now and yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it is. Pizzerias and now they're getting into bagels and we we're kind that's of right <laughs> 
I love bagels. We eat so many bagels in our household. <laughs> it's interesting because we saw the the bakery to pizza movement. Now we're having the the pizza to bagel movement. Totally. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, hundred percent. Interesting, interesting trend. I love it. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, you were talking about how, you know, you're able to step away from the business a little bit. And what I love is when I look at your Instagram and things, you'll have your little slices. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you, <laughs> and even when, even when you were pregnant, you were still calling them little slices. Like I, my little slices. Yeah. <laughs> I love that nickname for your twins. It's Thank the you. best. <laughs> yeah. They're truly flower babies. They, uh, they <laughs> like bagels and pizza, which is amazing. Can they make pizza yet? They dabble in it, you know, they like start pressing it out and then they kind of just like destroy it, which <laughs> with most things. They love baking though. Like every morning we make like pancakes or, you know, muffins or something and they love to yeah. like mix it. And I don't know. I mean, I think they're so smart, but I'm sure all kids are that yeah. smart. They like know all the ingredients and in they're. <laughs> What's their favorite ingredient? Their favorite ingredient, you know, I probably flour. But yeah. they know, you know, they'll say like the eggs and then this morning we made French toast. So they're like dumping the cinnamon in. They say cinnamon. <laughs> and the little voices that they love, I love the little munchkin love toddler voices. I'm totally, the best. Yeah, totally, I'm totally one of those moms who thinks like they do everything the best. <laughs> did, awesome. did having twin, obviously having a baby uh, disrupts your lifestyle, but it, 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 it really changes uh, the way you spend your time. Uh, having twins is is twice as as difficult, presumably. Um, how did did it make you a better business owner and a better pizzeria owner at the end of the day because it forced you to get really economical with your time, or does it just feel like it's still a twenty four seven tornado and you just can't figure it out yet? Um, you know, it's a little bit of both. Like I think it really forced me to, you know, kind of put the time into training people to take on roles. Mm -hmm. um, it was a big adjustment. I won't lie. I, you know, I'm kind of the type of person who like does things and then faces the consequences afterwards as opposed to like planning things out and like thinking about what it's actually going to mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in my mind, well, a, we thought we were only having one kid. So that changed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll have the baby. I'll be back at work in a couple months. Um, and then it was two and it just, I don't know if it, cause it was two, I know I've said this a lot, but I just, you know, it shifted and I, like, I wasn't able to be there. And mm -hmm. I honestly, I didn't want to be there. <laughs> like, yeah. I still have a really hard time leaving them. Like, mm -hmm. I, um, anyway, it shifted a lot for me. And I think it's, it's been a very growing years. And I think, you know, your kids are only young ones. So, right. you know, probably in a couple more months, like I will be there full time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it changes a lot of things. And I also think physically, like, like I couldn't function. Like my brain felt like a fog all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I've talked to a couple other people in the industry who've had kids and I think, yeah, it was Anna Cruset, And I was like, yeah, I feel like it's taken me a couple of years just to kind of recalibrate. She's like, no, it takes like four years. <laughs> <before you> feel <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I don't know if I can wait that long. Yeah. But, Not an easy thing. Now, yeah, so I, oh, I, do, I do think it makes you stronger as well. You know, it kind of, yeah it refocuses your attention. And I think in the long run, you know, you always care about things for your customers, but you care about them even more because it's more personal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Does it? So how, how are you going to leave them to come to Las Vegas or are they coming to Vegas with you? To come to <laughs> oh man. I mean, this has been the whole issue and that's why I asked if I could I do know. a day less because <laughs> I was going to, so my husband travels a lot. He's a musician and yeah. he tours. So 
you know, I have the boys a lot when he's gone and he was going to stay with the boys for expo, but then he got into this huge music festival. <laughs> which just so happens to be the exact same dates as expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've never left them with the grandparents, but we're going to, gonna overlap a day they're gonna stay here I you know honestly yeah. I was gonna bring them but whenever they're more, like I can't do anything when they're around and I just wanted to yeah. like actually be able to focus and enjoy expo um you know yeah. it's all so chaotic anyway and there's so much to do and see and <laughs> that's right so <laughs> what I'm are you going to be doing uh, what are you doing at pizza expo you're, you're doing a demo I know we talked about doing a couple different things and then your schedule got got hectic with the with the touring dates and all that. We kind of shortened and abbreviated your appearance, but uh, you are giving a demonstration. Talk, kind of give a little bit of a teaser. What are you gonna What are you gonna talk about? What are you gonna show off during that demo? Yeah. So the idea behind my demo is how to build a better pie, and mm -hmm. I think you know there's a lot of intensive um, seminars at demo or at, or at expo, kind of like how to make a dough, how to do this. But mm -hmm. mine is kind of you know the basics on how to build your ideal pizza, like how you can tweak your dough to make it what you want. Um, what's, what are the differences in tomatoes and sauces mm -hmm. that give you exactly what you're looking for and kind of, you know, like the differences between a lot of different products and how to create that perfect pizza for you, for your business. I you kind it. you kind of um kind of tease that in an article you've just written for us yeah. recently I, on the pizza, that pizza well, process. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it all it all kind of ties in, and and I love that building a better pizza because you know uh, we have so many people that come into Expo and they don't have a pizzeria yet, or they're right. they've just bought a pizzeria, or they've bought an existing pizzeria, so they they don't know yet how to really make a good pizza or make a better pizza from what they've been working with. I've talked mm -hmm. to a lot of people that, you know, buy an existing pizzeria and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> so yeah. I and I think kind of the base of, of this is like, you know, small tweaks can make a big difference, you know, like mm -hmm. the hydration level of your dough or using whole milk moths versus skim, you know, part skim. And yeah. it's kind of like what works best for you and not everyone's pizza is going to look the same, but it's like what you like. Absolutely. I love that. And, and I think yeah. the, the key that you mentioned to me anyway, um, coming from a consumer perspective would be the small tweaks. I think anytime there's a massive overhaul sea change in a product, even if it's for the better, it can shock your customer base because they've become accustomed to a certain texture, a certain flavor profile that they obviously like if they're coming back. And if yeah. you change that, even if it is a, an improvement in your eyes, it's different to them and that that could become problematic. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm also doing a, a panel of women business owners, mm -hmm. uh, women pizzeria owners. And moderated by Denise Greer. Denise is going <laughs> to be the moderator. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited on it as well. Um, and I'll be working, uh, or I'm doing an hour in the pizza master booth, just making pizza with Lee. Yep. Oh, that'll, that'll be so much awesome. fun. So yeah. even though it's an abbreviated appearance, you still have a, a heavy slate. <laughs> yes, I'm super excited. And hopefully next year I'll be there for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time and giving us an update because we haven't heard from you in a while, like on the show. So it's fun, <laughs> it's fun to me. have you. And I'll close this out on one question. Uh, what do you see big as far as pizza styles go? Because there's... There, the grandma and Sicilian, I feel like, are uh, are getting ready to explode again. But I, I that's just me. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of leaning more towards like really thin crust bar style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I've been wanting to play around with that for a while. So when you asked what's next at the shop, that might be it. That might <laughs> be it. Now's the time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I've Keep us posted. All the styles. Yeah. Except for Detroit. I've never really done, but yeah. that style is elusive and it looks amazing. So it is. That's what uh, Jeremy and I have grown up on tavern oh, style. Really? So, uh, so, so we yeah. set the bar pretty high on what tavern <laughs> is. So I love it. Well, that's the native nice. style of our region. So yes. we, yeah, yeah. That's what we cut, cut our chops. Cut into <laughs> squares. Exactly. Cut into yeah. squares. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we can't uh, wait thanks to see for you taking at the expo. Time. Yeah, I'll see you guys in a, in a month or two, I guess. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. See you then. Bye. Bye. See you.